0: Hello, and welcome to Judas Roar Podcast. My name is Jordan Griffith. I'm a minister, and it is my prayer that this podcast helps you grow in your relationship with God. Walk with me through the garden of relationship as I share with you the words that the Lord has put on my heart, and I pray that the messages are a blessing to you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast. I know we've been hitting up a lot of the Hebrew months and festivals here recently, and it's important for us to know that because we can see Jesus in all of that. Uh, Jesus, uh, the Bible says, came in the full volume of the book that was written of Him. He is the only one that was uh, that had prevailed to to take the book from the scroll from the hand of the Lord to open the book and loose the seals thereof in the book of Revelation. And he is the one whose vesture is dipped in blood, riding on the white horse, whose who is called Faithful and True, and his name is the Word of God. Uh, and John agrees with that. He said, uh, which he wrote both of those books, really. He said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the same was with God in the beginning. So Jesus is the fulfillment of all of these Things that seem Old Testament and seem like they don't have any prevalence to Christians today, but really they do. And this isn't something that you have to necessarily observe, but I think it's good teaching and it's good information to know. So Friday, September 15th of this year, 2023, we will be experiencing at sundown the holiday called Rosh Hashanah. Some people call this the Feast of Trumpets. Uh, Biblically speaking, the Hebrew calls it Yom Teruah, the day of blasting, and that's referencing the blasts of a trumpet sound. If you caught the last podcast, I talked about the different sounds of the shofar, which is a a ram's horn trumpet that is used. I talked about how the first one, the tekiah blast, represents the presence of the king being present uh, in the city or the courtyard or wherever. Uh, the three wails, the wailing shofar call represents repentance. And uh, the uh, teruah, which is the nine staccato, very short, rapid bursts, uh, represents like an alarm, an awakening to awaken the soul. And then the takia hagadol, which is the great blast, and that was used for uh, to announce the end of. Uh, the service at the Day of Atonement, which is ten days after the Feast of Trumpets. And so it's kind of like uh, it announces the end of everything. And it also was used for the coronation of the king. And I think that's so cool because uh, the tekiah gedolah is spoken or or sounded um until the breath of the shofar player is is out. So he'll just keep blowing and blowing and blowing until he has no more wind left. And that's kind of like Jesus. He was hanging on the cross, and he, with his final breath, he said, Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. It is finished. And then he died. And so that coming at the end of the Day of Atonement kind of represents Jesus' Uh, And with his last breath brought an end to the work that was required for atonement uh, so that we could be saved through that free gift that he gave. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, In another previous podcast, I talked about how uh, preceding all of this, uh, through the month of Elul, which would be like if you think about it, our calendar, be kind of like December. It's the last month, the last month of the year. The Jewish people are sounding the shofar about six days a week, and the shofar is a call to repentance. It's a call to let them know that uh, that Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Teruah, is coming. And I want to talk to you a little bit about Rosh Hashanah. Um, each holiday that Israel was commanded to observe represents something that Jesus has fulfilled or will fulfill. For example, he fulfilled the Passover feast because he is our Passover Lamb. He fulfilled the feast of first fruits because First Corinthians fifteen and fifty one. Says that he is the first fruits of them that slept, and he was resurrected on the Feast of First Fruits. He fulfilled the Feast of Shavuot, or the Feast of Weeks, uh, which in the Greek term, uh, the Greek language, is known as Pentecost. He fulfilled this by sending the uh, Holy Spirit to dwell in believers. And this is the last one he's fulfilled. So the next one that has not been fulfilled yet in the Fall Feast of the Lord. Is Rosh Hashanah, and the word is Moedim, appointed feasts, appointed times, and it's also closely related to the word rehearsal. So every year, the Jewish people are rehearsing something. They're rehearsing the Passover lamb. They're rehearsing the giving of the feast of first fruits. They're rehearsing. The gathering at Jerusalem, the rehearsing, the blowing of the shofar, the rehearsing the Day of Atonement, the rehearsing, setting up the, the, the tabernacles to dwell in for seven days. They're rehearsing an eventual messianic fulfillment through Jesus. So Rosh Hashanah means head of the year in Hebrew. Um we know it is the Feast of Trumpets again. It's the first of the year, so the Jewish calendar will actually turn over to 5784 will be their year. And that's likened from creation, roughly. Um, It's the beginning of Hebrew year, which is, again, it's calculated different than ours. But it represents the end of a season and the beginning of a new one. It's the end of one thing and it's the beginning of another. So, all the while, again, and if you go back to the listen to the podcast for the month of Elul, we're living in a in an Elul time period right now, where we can come boldly before the throne of grace, and that's a a big thing for the Jewish people, as they call it, the time that the king is in the field and he's approachable, and all of that, and so they're really fixated on. Uh, repentance and getting things right and making their requests known, starting the new year outright uh, Pretty similar to how we do in December. But they're getting all of that stuff together because all the while the shofar is calling and saying, hey, you need to repent. Something's coming, on. Uh, something's coming up. Something is getting ready to happen. Um, and we know that the final trump of God is coming. And that's what Uh, Rosh Hashanah represents because the Feast of Trumpets uh, it will be fulfilled by Jesus with the rapture of the church so what you have um, going on here is Jesus is fulfilling Messianic prophecy So it's important for us to know that. And it's so interesting because the rabbis used to call Rosh Hashanah the day that no man knows. And if you are familiar with your end time scripture, that sounds familiar. Jesus said, no man knows the day or the hour that the Son of Man is going to come. Not even the angels in heaven, not even the Son of Man himself, but the Father only. And so Rosh Hashanah, a lot of the times the coming of the Lord is based off of uh, the Jewish wedding. We know that there was a parable of the five wise virgins and the five foolish, that the bridegroom was tarrying, and while he was tarrying, everyone slept, and then there was a call that went out round about midnight that said the bridegroom was coming, go out to meet him. And there was five wise virgins that trimmed their wicks and had brought oil with them, and there was five foolish ones that did not have oil. And while they went out to go get some, the bridegroom came and they missed out. So that's what the shofar represents, warning. Don't miss out on Jesus coming back. Don't miss out on this. Be Have the oil of relationship in your lanterns, or in your lamps. The oil of relationship. So another thing that Jesus said to the disciples in John 14 is, uh, Don't let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house there are many mansions. And that word mansion is not a correct translation. It really translates as rooms. Because here's the custom. When a a Hebrew male wanted to propose to a Hebrew female, he would pour her a cup of wine and they would have uh, what we would call like a, a contract. If she took the the cup and drank from it that was her way of saying yes she accepted the proposal and they would uh, have an uh, agreement a dowry Um, he would bestow many gifts on her and then he would go away and before he would leave he would turn around and he would say I'm going back to my father's house to prepare a place for you, and when it is finished, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Now, that sounds very very much like what he said in John 14. So what you have is, it's based off of the bridegroom is coming back for his bride. We are the bride of Christ, and so Jesus is preparing for a marriage, his marriage to us, and so should we not also be preparing our marriage for him, the Bible says that the the Lord has 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 put uh, beautiful garments of salvation on me, like a uh, like a bride with her jewels before the wedding day, or like a uh, like a uh, bridegroom does his turban and his headpieces that was common for weddings back in the day. The salvation is so that we can be in relationship with Jesus for all eternity. And so Rosh Hashanah is a reminder that one of these days this is coming. There is going to be a final shout. There is going to be a voice of an archangel. There will be a trumpet of God that is going to be so loud it raises the dead. And we will be caught up together in a moment of the twinkling of an eye. The Bible says all of this. So I hope that this has been a short introductory blessing to you. Um, God bless you. Happy Rosh Hashanah, Losh Toba Tovah, Tika tibu. And uh, may you be inscribed for a good year this season. Amen.